everybody. Oh, my word. Well, this is going to be coming out on a Monday for y'all, so happy Monday, everyone. Monday. Yeah, I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Middle. I'm Caleb. I'm Tim. And uh, we're just going to chat a little bit. We're recording this on Saturday. Saturday. September 11th. I feel like we shouldn't forget something. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that'd be something we would chat about today for sure. But yeah. before we like dive into <laughs> it, Tim, what's been going on? I know you told me not a whole lot, but there's got to be something going on. I mean, it's been kind of a, a weird couple of weeks. I've been way more extroverted lately. Good. Uh, well, I, well meant... it, I shouldn't say that's good. That's saying like being an introvert isn't good because that's not true. It's a personality trait. Right. Um, I mentioned it last week, but I was in Georgia two weeks ago and then we went and then I came over to your place, watched yeah. a pay-per-view and then, you know, here we are this week. And I had, uh, I've, uh, friends were in town from, uh, Arkansas, a former roommate of mine. So we got drinks last night and, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you get drinks at? The Crafty Chameleon is right down the street. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you drink? Jack and Coke. You love that. You love whiskey. I do. You're I a do. Whiskey guy. I am. Nothing wrong with that. I like some whiskey. I like scotch. I like scotch. A single malt scotch. I don't like the blend. Really? Yeah. It has yeah. to be single malt. It's got to be pure for you, buddy. Yeah. Nothing yeah. but the best. Nothing but the best. Of course. So, <laughs> work's going good. I mean, it's a dumpster fire. Uh, every so time. So that's good. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Highlights right there. When it's a dumpster fire, <laughs> that's good. Obviously. Yeah. For me, it is actually. Yeah. Uh, because you know I'm still going into the office every three days. Mm. And then I sit at home and I don't do anything because there's nothing to do. Uh, it, it just keeps getting crazier. I mean, Biden just announced that all federal government employees have to get yeah. vaccinated. So I imagine a lot of people are going to quit. Uh, so that's going to be great. It's going to be interesting to see the fallout for that. My company is taking part in that as well. Uh-huh. They have uh, people who are not vaccinated have until the end of the year. Um, I was talking with my manager about it because... With things going on in my life, you know, we have a, a ill family member with cancer, so we're trying to be as safe as we can with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone in our families are, are vaccinated, mine and Kate's, so, you know, we're good with that. But still, when someone is dealing with cancer, it's a big fear right now, obviously. Immune systems are compromised. And I was just telling my manager, I'm, I'm glad the company's doing it because I know then I'll feel more comfortable going into the office in the future. Right. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how many people quit or are out of a job come then. And my boss says, like, HR is expecting maybe 40% of the company. And Centene is huge, mm-hmm. folks. Yep. So um, it's also I'm interested, too, on in the fallout with that because – how many jobs will Centene try to fill in St. Louis or will they try to move them into Charlotte for these jobs or um, telework even? So, well, some of them, I do know of a couple departments, well, one department specifically where they're outsourcing the jobs to India. Oh, good. Um, well, yeah, cheaper labor. And right. They're going to try to make their profit as much as they can. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of those jobs will go um, overseas but what's going to happen with – because the thing about Centene is they want people in the office. The CEO is a big proponent of people coming to work. We were not allowed to work from home until this happened, this pandemic. Right. Now 
they're gonna they're saying they're gonna relax a little bit hmm. so we get to work from home one day a week and they said it's business casual which we found Ooh. out business casual means no tie that's the difference right, it's like right, oh right. okay cool cool that's a big change so that's a, a and my manager and i were talking and she said yeah word is uh biden might be you know saying everyone needs to get this or, or pressuring companies that way and then literally like five minutes after i finished my call with my manager uh the associated press put out that joe biden said that i was like oh okay well yeah <laughs> nostradamus <Yep>. right there <laughs> right yeah i mean people that are on the bubble for retirement are probably going to retire and i figured that would be the case when we re-entered anyway right uh so there's going to be a lot of fallout yeah. Uh, because they want us to go five days a week, eight hours a day, like no compromise. You're here. Have deal you, with it. Have you noticed like people commenting it, uh, commenting on this on social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the negative side, I no, that's not true. It's not just the negative side. Even the positive side has been interesting for me from what I've seen on my Facebook wall. So I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I saw someone that I know who lives in Texas basically say, this is a sign of the end times. Yeah. Uh, you know, stay strong, everyone. We're we're all going to, more or less, we're all going to die over this <laughs> or something like that. Uh, uh, I, I'm not for sure where that person was kind of going with that, but it's like, okay. I mean, I think President Biden is more devout in his faith than I am right now. So whatever, folks. <laughs> well, anytime there's like a hurricane and wildfires and all that stuff it's like we deserved it and this is god's punishing us and oh yeah uh, that crap and then you add in a global pandemic and it's like hmm, whatever yeah and i mean I, I hate to just single out the people who are they're not covid deniers from what i've seen on my facebook wall it's the ones that don't want to get the vaccine they think um you know it's it's gonna shorten our life expectancy and we'll only live two or three years or something like that i feel sorry for them because they are not getting they're being manipulated by someone else to believe these things right they've bought into a line of thinking and have been manipulated to think this and i feel sorry for them because it's only this is only affecting their lives negatively Right. And there are, hey, folks, I will say this. There are a few select people that shouldn't get the vaccine. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Like a few people that have like some heart defects, I believe is what it is. Okay, you're exempt. But that is so minute in this that it's it's borderline inexcusable. But, hey, it, that that's why I feel sorry for them. Right. They don't have that problem. They're only affecting their own life negatively with their job, with their health, with their... Uh, mental health as well. I just feel sorry for them personally. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm over it. <laughs> You're over it. I'm just over it. Yeah, it, it, I get that. Get vaccinated. Like it isn't going to kill you. No, it won't. The alternative is COVID will probably kill you. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the so. Delta variant, seeing how more aggressive it is and seeing the numbers go up, um, it's just been really. Uh, depressing to see, to say the least, because we were all so excited about this being the year. All right, we're going back to normal. And it's like, nope. No. Nope. It seems like the normal is what we have now. Yep. And you just have to have that risk of, oh, I want to go to this event. I guess I will risk getting it. Yeah. I, it, Yeah, it's crazy, but I don't know. 
It is what it is. It, it is what it is. And all these, uh, Moderna and Pfizer have already started trials on the booster. Uh, the report I saw today was uh, Moderna is like 95% effective. Yay. Uh, Pfizer's only like 80 Oh, well, yeah, yeah. it's still better. It's yeah. still better, so, yeah. for hospitalizations, anyway. Right. I've uh, got the Moderna. Me, so, too. Yeah. Me, we're, too. We're happy, happy to luck that out. But, right. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll see. I mean, this could just be the, how we deal with the flu. It could be. So. More aggressive version of it, for sure. So, mm-hmm. what, uh, anything else going on, man? No, I mean, the vacation and then Labor Day, and, yeah, I haven't, I've been just kind of chilling. You practicing for the vow renewal? No, not at all. Oh, I good. I haven't written anything. <laughs> Might want to get on that because uh, in two weeks it's pretty much happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm confident. I, I am too. I, uh, to put it in perspective, even when I was teaching every week, I'd write that day. Okay. Can you do not that I, day I for me? Like I a few days before. I will. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I just haven't been in the right headspace. I mean, everything I get it. like the vacation and the Labor Day and it's been. Yeah. That kind of craziness. So hopefully sometime this upcoming week I'll have it actually officially on paper. I have most of what I want to say in my head already. Good. And it's probably only going to be maybe 10 minutes, if that. Right on. If that. Yeah. So. That's great, man. I mean, you were talking about headspace. I've been in a really poor headspace Mm -hmm. uh, for the past few weeks. I... So I started going back to the improv shop, and I've been taking classes there, and it's been really bad for me. Uh, it's I, I had a full-blown panic attack Aww. after leaving the class the Wednesday previously. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back. Oh, no. It was... Um, I, I It forced me to reflect a lot on my time doing improv and in the improv community. And I just kind of thought, well, how many really solid friends have I made from improv and I was like not a lot hmm. um, you know some people that I'll occasionally keep in touch with uh, then I started to think like okay it, it's given me some really good mental health moments but then some really bad ones like hmm. this past week and I've kind of seen and experienced a whole lot of abuses in the theater community so hmm. it's like hmm Am I kind of looking at this the same way I look at the church? That was kind of like my oh, thinking. Wow. So wow. Um, all of that's to say I don't know if I'm going to finish out the classes there. I I promised someone to do a two-person show with them. Yeah. I, I would like to still be, just to keep my word. Um, mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to do improv because has it been a net positive? I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. And so I'm trying to weigh that. Um, it, it was really bad uh, that Wednesday when I left. I was depressed and it went on for days. Oh, I'm um, sorry. It is what it is. Um, so, yeah, that was supposed to be something that was supposed to alleviate stress. Instead, mm-hmm. it's added on another layer of it, which is really frustrating because... Um, I, I haven't been practicing the best self-care. I haven't been eating well. Mm. I'm not drinking at all, but um, I, I'm not eating the best, not working out because I'm not going to a gym right now. I don't care if wearing a mask or not. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and then um, my sleep has been pretty bad. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning today. Mm. Stayed up a little late because it was like, yeah, it's Friday. I'm going to stay up and watch documentaries. 
and then mm-hmm. I yes, that's what I like to do, folks, on a Friday night. I stay up and watch documentaries. Hey, I have been watching Archer, so you know. hey, I mean, to each their own. And yep. I was I've been fascinated by the Cold War recently for whatever Cold reason. War. Cold War Berlin, okay, is very interesting. Just thinking about like if you were on the Allied side of like West Germany, West Berlin. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! That had to be isolating and a total like mind screw that you could not even imagine. Right? Because uh, you're surrounded by the enemy. You know that if a war kicks off at any point, you're screwed. So you just have to figure out how you can surrender best. Yeah. Um, and there's spies everywhere. Like that mm-hmm. was spy central was that area. So uh, that was something that I found interesting recently. But we're also ge- uh, gearing up for the vow renewal. After this, we are after I record this, I'm gonna go home. And we're supposed to go over like seating arrangements, and, yeah, and uh, finish off some more information for the DJ and and all of that good jazz. Fancy, so, yeah, it's something. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that, I didn't mean for that to sound sarcastic, folks. I'm actually, like I said, low on sleep, so it doesn't. Uh, it it is going to be fun. Yeah, um, I'm I, excited. Yeah, I'm excited for it. You're going to be sitting at the head table with, Ooh, with me. Fancy. Yeah, you and the groomsmen and the bridesmaids. Yeah, all 700 of us. Yes. yes. What's funny is uh, one of the guys said, oh, yeah, this is my uh, date's name. I go, oh, do they know anyone else You know that's coming? And he's like, no, that she's never met anyone. I go, uh, he's like, she's sitting with me, right? I'm like, no, you're sitting at the head table, buddy. You're a groomsman. He's like, oh, no. So uh, apparently it's kind of a newer relationship. So he's, Ooh. yeah, a little mm. nervous about that. Woof. But yeah. Everyone's friendly. It's going to be fun. Yeah. How many uh, groomsmen and brides? It's like t- nine? Uh, No, eight and uh, eight, actually. Eight and eight. Oh, wait, or is it eight and seven? I think it's actually eight and seven. Eight groomsmen to seven bridesmaids. <laughs> that but sounds like a musical. <laughs> but the thing is, you're kind of like a flex because you're actually more the officiant uh-huh. than a groomsman. I'm so it's cooler. kind of seven and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just way cooler. Yeah, exactly. We do have, I do have my best man uh-huh. and an assistant to the best man because uh, the assistant to the best man is a huge office fan. Uh-huh. And so we thought it'd be funny to, or he might have suggested to be the assistant to the best man. That's hilarious. He even, maybe at one point, this is Tyler. Uh, he, I think, even said at one point, like, hey, can I be the best man instead of Brian? Because Brian, like, my best man might have made a mistake on something. And, uh, then he's like, forget it. I should be the best man. And I was like, that's a very Dwight move there. <laughs> so you're the assistant to the best man. So. That's funny. Yeah, I thought so as well. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's been going on. Work's going okay. Family's okay. It's it, it's all just about getting through the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get the vow renewal. Then it's like, okay, that's off our plate. Um, I do have to cancel our uh, honeymoon this week, which is... Oh really disappointing because it's our third honeymoon that's been canceled. canceled yeah so i'm i want to travel and i don't know if we're going to get to travel at all before we have kids mm. which is heartbreaking for me to say the least so yeah. that's another thing that's messing with you yeah yeah i was hoping we'd get to travel to you know germany or austria ireland italy greece these are like countries that kate and i both really want to see mm-hmm. and uh we're not gonna see any of them i don't think so <laughs> if we get to even drive to another city at this point i'll be like fine thanks i'll take it right um, 
but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. What what's keeping you from traveling? COVID. Yeah, man, that's kind of a big one. <laughs> okay. So like, I mean, when you travel, okay, so we traveling overseas while someone is sick as well. Yeah. Plus COVID, mm-hmm. it just made for the the degree of difficulty to be next to impossible because what right. if something happens to this person while we're gone? Mm-hmm. What if we get COVID while we're gone and then someone gets sick, we can't fly back. So it was all these thoughts where it's like, all right, well, we'll just cancel again because it's the thing to do. Right. But a responsibility. Yeah, which we've been very responsible, I feel like. I just wish we got paid back for it and it just feels like we're not. So Well, I mean, time will tell. I mean, what was... No, no, I'm sorry. I got to stop you there. Never mind time, because if we've learned anything from this year, we're not guaranteed time. No, uh, but I mean, St. Louis is like the hot spot for the Delta. You go outside of St. Louis and it seems to be all right. Uh, not from everything I'm seeing statistically. There's a lot of other really bad areas. Well, so. yes. Just avoid those areas. Oh, yeah. Easier <laughs> said than done. Also, wanting, being able to travel overseas... Yeah, that's the rough ...is one. impossible at this point. So yeah. I'm, you know, just... And the frustrating thing, like I said, is... I know I'm not guaranteed any time on Earth. So I'm in a hurry. Let me see parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, a, while I can and I'm alive or B before I'm too old and I can't really walk the streets of Vienna or, or see Venice before it sinks into the water or whatever. So, right. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen now. So I'm kind of, kind of annoyed by that to say the least. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, and, and folks, I'm sorry. I'm being negative again and I'm really frustrated with myself for being so negative, but, um, we all go through, peaks and valleys yep. and this for me is kind of a valley it's been a rough season for you it has and maybe i'm not doing the best self-care to make it a little easier for myself um but sometimes life gets you so tired and mm-hmm. absolutely you can't you're not functioning as well so i'm really hoping that uh pretty soon you know i'll start running again and the weather will be less humid and hot <laughs> and i can stand being outside which hasn't been too bad until today um but yeah that's kind of where i'm at mm, i'm yeah. sorry yeah. That, that was my 2018 and 2019 yeah yeah just too tired to even do anything well you, lots of problems uh i mean i was borderline alcoholic there for a while so mm. yeah yeah i see what's what's weird about this conversation is you're having such a like a negative experience with covid and i'm like the complete opposite <laughs> the, covid has been yeah. absolutely amazing for my mental health and my mental well-being because i you're telling me i get paid to stay at home and not interact with people mm. sign me up mm. please yeah i i can now have the excuse to be like oh i i don't have to see people isn't that crazy though for you like you want to be like a minister in a lot of ways an, an unorthodox minister to say the least like is that fair a maverick yeah we'll i go prefer with maverick. maverick cool maverick maverick minister <laughs> tim far um and but yet you don't want to be around people yeah huh. yeah yeah i mean it's a it's a performance thing a lot of great performers are extreme introverts mm-hmm I, I being on stage doesn't bother me. That doesn't drain me. It's interacting with people. 
that drains me. Okay. Um, so, so, like, the conversation of, okay, we, we've known each other a long time. We mm-hmm. can talk, and we're okay with that. Yep. But maybe talking to, you know, 10 different people in a day might not be the best feeling for you. Absolutely. Um, and individuals, they don't drain me as much. And there's even people like on my list of that don't drain me because the conversations are usually deeper or more intense. And that drives me when it's dealing with the general public and they're saying, oh, you know, the weather and they can't stop talking. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I just feel like my life is getting sucked out of me. That one thing that bothers me with random conversation this happens a lot at work i've uh-huh. noticed uh-huh. is laughing at things that aren't funny <laughs> yeah drives me nuts and i i've seen it a lot when of course people are talking to superiors at work you know talking to a manager or a, a vice president and you'll laugh at like ugh, weather it's a doozy <laughs> case of the mondays you, oh you got me again man that's great have a good one <laughs> Just those conversations make me go like, you could punch me in the head and knock me out and I'd be just fine. Or the new year. See you next year. <laughs> uh, I just, <laughs> folks, I literally almost threw up in my mouth. Uh, I threw up, almost threw up a caramel macchiato thinking about that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Ugh, atrocious conversation. Yep. So I get that part. Mm-hmm. I think for me, though, I am a more social person. You are. And I do like meeting new people. Mm-hmm. But... I think humanity has let me down so much <laughs> that I'm kind of like, all right, I'm over a lot of you. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't tell. I, yeah, I guess I got to tell you this. We had a uh, uh, a shooting in oh, our yeah. neighborhood, um, and it's a it's a really interesting story, folks. Uh, this is making me not like guns even more, and but at the same time, I feel like I need to get a gun just to even survive in O'Fallon. Um, <laughs> but there was a. Uh, there was this party apparently going on down the street and there was a guy there who was acting up and the people at the party kicked him out. So he walks outside. I guess he got mad and decided to shoot down the street and it went into our neighbor's house. It, it whizzed right by our house. Like it was very close to hitting ours, went into our neighbor's house. It went through their daughter who is I think like seven went through her room and then into the primary bedroom and into a TV that was there. And the bullet got lodged into that TV. Um, now, everyone was okay and safe. But my wife and I had heard the gunshot around midnight. Mm-hmm. And we were like, whoa, what was that? That was kind of interesting. And I thought it might have been a firework. Kind of looked outside, didn't see anything. I'm like, all right, just go back to bed. At about 7 in the morning, I get a knock on my door, and it's my neighbor. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what he needs. We've chatted many times. He's very nice. Open the door, and then there's also a police officer there. Mind you, I'm just wearing my robe and just underwear underneath. Hot. Yeah, and then I look outside, and there's not just the uh, my neighbor and the police officer, but his wife and two young kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Okay, what is this conversation about to be? Then they told me about the shooting. The way the bullet went into the house, 
it looked like it would have been shot from our front porch, mm-hmm. which I'm like, oh, God. And so they're asking, hey, did something happen last night? And I could tell, like, oh, I'm prime. I'm the prime suspect. <laughs> I became the prime suspect. I, I was like, listen, we don't have a firearm at all. I did hear something around midnight last night. Sounded like a gunshot. And so that then led to more searching and Luckily, the people that live across the street from us, uh, they had a um, a ring camera, mm. and it caught everything. It caught the guy who is uh, who had the gun and just randomly shot it down the street. My theory is he was trying to hit the tree in our front yard. It's this massive tree, um, but uh, he missed it. Yeah, shake your head at him. Uh, missed it, hit the house, <sighs> and that's how that happened. And then the thing is the police then went and talked to the people running the part that had the house party. Apparently they had met this guy earlier in the day. This, this people running the house party. They met this guy on a trail and they thought, well, he seems nice. Let's just invite him over. They're like, really more than likely drugs were involved just from the sound of something like that. Yep. Um, they found out they, they found the guy, and he was in this random house um, in O'Fallon. They drive out. Uh, the police get out there with SWAT. And he uh, basically boarded himself into the basement with a minor uh, down there. So it's like, there you go, buddy. Get a kidnapping charge while you're at it, stupid. Right. Um, he came out. There was no issues. He was arrested and... Everyone was fine, besides the, the the mental scars that come from something like that. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty interesting Saturday, or Sunday, last Sunday, to say the least. It's so crazy. And I'm like, and Kate's like, does this happen all the time in O'Fallon? I go, no, not really. <laughs> no. And so, uh, yeah, we we're both like, are you serious? This is ridiculous. And our neighbor even said he went down to those people who had the house party, and he told them, you cannot be bringing people like this. We bought a house in this neighborhood because it's supposed to be one, in one of the safest towns in America. Yep. And you're bringing this around here. So uh, just a, an interesting thing uh, growing up and experiencing, I guess. <laughs> Man, that's so messed up. Do you have any shootings in your neighborhood? No. Nah. No. Not that I'm aware of. I believe it. Yeah. So it seems pretty quiet around here. So it, that, a lot of old people live around here. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And ours, it's there are some old people, but it seems like a lot of younger families, sort of in the area and on our street. A lot so. of boomers here. Yeah, okay. in my neighborhood. Gotcha. And the next neighborhood, and like all the surrounding neighborhoods. Yeah, there are some older people in in on our street, but like I said, most of it's young families and couples that are. Uh, I mean, there are some young couples and young people that have recently moved in, mm. uh, but it's been primarily old people. Gotcha. I mean, I grew up two houses down from this house, so, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And you, have, Did you guys move anywhere else? Has it always just been in this area? My parents have always lived here, yes. Yeah. I lived in Dallas for, That's right. for a handful of months, uh, I want to say like 14 months or so, and then we lived in St. Charles for three and a half years or so. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Did, would, you ever, would you ever want to live in another city, and if so, which city? Um, I, I like St. Louis. Um, 
it's hard for me to want to leave this house because I have such a sweet deal. Uh, quite honestly, never never mind the money part. Like if you could live in another city, you're like, oh, I've enjoyed visiting this city. I'd like to see if I can get to know it a little better. I'd see, I'd live out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, where? Like middle Missouri, okay. southern Missouri. See, southern Missouri right now is a big no for me with the Delta variant. Well, there, that but. that Springfield, Joplin, Ozark area. I'm talking more like uh, middle south. Okay. Uh, not quite popular, popular bluff, but you know, around that area. Just get some land out there and middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere and just enjoy life. Yeah. They get you a lot of fantastic roads out that way. Just drive. Yep. That's your, that's your vice right now. It's just driving. Yeah. I would like to live more on the East coast, but like maybe like in between or around D.C. and Baltimore, not the cities proper, mm-hmm. but just somewhere where there's a lot of hist- more history. America's such a new country. There's not as much history around here nope. as you say, like Europe. Right. But um, or recorded history. We'll mm-hmm. say that. I'm sure Native American uh, history is very real. I haven't been taught that or researched it as much. So sorry for being ignorant in that part. But it'd be nice to live maybe somewhere in that area. Go see like Yorktown or the Civil War battlefields or, or uh, Jamestown, those kind of places would be really interesting for me. That's what I would probably aim for. If I could live anywhere else, I'd say around like the Washington, D.C. area, but not the city proper, probably because it's way more expensive. Right. Uh, I loved Philly, going to Philly. Really? Yeah. Denver's really pretty, too, if we're talking big cities. Mm. But more in the mountains instead of like Denver proper. Okay, fair um, enough. Be a mountain, crazy mountain man. Yeah, I, if I could live on the water, oh, that'd be even better. Like to have a boat and just be able to take that out, that would be freedom for me. Nice. I, I think there is something in my family where we are drawn to the water in some ways. Pirates. Sure, yeah, we've got, yeah. I'm sure there's some piracy somewhere back <laughs> there. There's definitely very few uh, lords or, or leaders of any type in mine. It's more, oh, look at those broke people trying to leave... <laughs> Bavaria or wherever, just to like, yeah. You can be Viking, have Viking blood in you. I don't think we have any Danish or Swede um, mm. in us. Uh, I think we have more German, um, trying to, Dutch. Might be some Irish. There's some Irish in there too. So uh, I don't know if there's any Viking back there, but I'm sure there's some broke people who are like, I got to rob someone to just <laughs> eat because <laughs> I'm high poor seas. and, I, yeah, it's the 1300s. You got to yeah. find a way to live. You got to dodge the plague somehow. <laughs> just get on a boat and try not to get the plague. Right. So even though merchant ships moved it around everywhere. Yep. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, Tennessee is also really pretty. Like oh, Chattanooga, yeah. Gatlinburg. Kate and I thought about driving through Chattanooga, and I think it'd be a good spot still. Yeah, when I went to Atlanta, uh, I drove through Chattanooga. Did you stop really anywhere? It was just straight drive through? Yeah, I cannonballed it. Yeah, I would. That's right. You you told me that when you came over. I would love to just do a road trip too with Kate, but Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, I don't feel comfortable staying in too many places. So, yeah, I mean, the only reason why I went to Atlanta is because I was staying with friends. Yeah. And it was very safe. Yeah. Uh, but I have considered, like, packing a tent in my car and, like, parking at an RV spot and just putting up yeah. a tent. I have a friend, a mutual friend of ours. Um, he went on a road trip, actually. I think it was 
around last Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, yeah, I wanted to see all these different things. There wasn't yep. a whole lot of crowds because it was around Thanksgiving. It was just him. So he drove. It was partly through Ohio and Pennsylvania. I know he stopped at D.C. and like checked out the Smithsonian and all that fun stuff. So like a road trip to me is, is very appealing as well. I would totally do it, even if it's putting miles on the car. It still sounds fun to me. Dude, I love road tripping. Yeah. I mean, it's so much... To me, I've never flown, but, like, you just... That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because I've always wanted to see things and experience new things like that, and you don't see that flying. Um, But I just love getting in the car and bombing down somewhere. I and that. Cannonballing. Um, yeah. You've never flown. I've never flown. I mean, life has been really chaotic for me, too. Yeah. And I've always been really poor. And, I mean, I got married young and then that whole debacle and being a pastor and not making any money and then having to resign. Like, it, never the opportunity to really fly either. I feel like you just need to find the cheapest flight on Southwest, no matter <laughs> where it goes. <laughs> and just take, and it's round trip, the cheapest flight for some random day. Fly out, come back the same day. <laughs> Like, yeah, I got to fly to to friggin' Columbus, Ohio and back. Oh, cool, man. Awesome. All right, how was it? It was a takeoff and a landing. That was it. Right. There are two of them, but you get some peanuts out of it, and it's okay. Well, they don't do peanuts anymore because of allergies. Some pretzels. Pretzels? Yeah. yeah like, sounds... Southwest will give out some pretzels. Yeah, I don't want to be in a contained uh, flying death trap with COVID. Yeah, I, when Kate and I flew up to <laughs> Michigan uh, a few months back, it was... A little nerve-wracking, to say the mm-hmm. least. Now, mm-hmm. we just sat, we sat there, our masks were on the entire time, and it was fine. It ended up being okay. Uh, granted, though, like, the Delta variant hadn't blown up at that point. Right. So we felt okay with it. Yeah. Uh, Grand The Grand Canyon's on my list of uh, places okay. to drive to. Okay. Uh, I want to do the Route 66 from St. Louis to L.A. Remember you saying that. Yeah. There's a few other places that I can't remember off the top of my head. See, I wouldn't, if I did that Route 66, I would hate, I, I wouldn't do the same route back because it's like, ah, all right, well, I've seen all of this before. I'd have to find another route back because mm-hmm. the original route Kate and I were thinking about doing for our road trip was from St. Louis to Memphis, a uh, random stop, and then to New Orleans. And then on our way back, we'd go hit up a beach in Florida to Chattanooga back home. So that's that was our little circle that sounds way better than doing the same roads yeah back because the drive back would be terrible in my book yeah for sure so. uh when i for my birthday one time i just took a day and drove to springfield just bombed the springfield stayed in the hotel uh and then from springfield to st louis i drew up an eight hour road trip okay uh, just going up and down like the Mark Twain National Forest and the Ozarks and all of that. And it's really kind of a pretty drive. That's pretty. Yeah, that probably would like in the spring or the fall just be absolutely gorgeous. It was really pretty. I almost died on that trip, too. It was awesome. Yeah, folks, nothing says awesome like death. Yeah. Nothing, nothing I, at all. Yeah, I could have been stabbed to death. It was great. All right, you got to go back into the stabbing thing. Like that's <laughs> That's not something you can leave untold untold i i've told this story before maybe on the podcast ah, um i don't remember it but i forget a lot of things and i've also have told it at a youth camp so yeah okay. uh, again evolving my car because you know i drew up this uh road trip from springfield 
to St. Louis, which only takes about three hours on a normal highway. So these are all back roads that I was taking in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, where uh, highways are just now individual letters, that kind of thing. In the middle of farmland, acres and acres of farmland and just, uh, you know, highway speed, 60 mile an hour, two lane highways in the middle of nowhere. And that's my bread and butter for the, my car and just bombing down these roads doing, you know, way over the speed limit. Um, so I'm just bombing down this road and I hear a metallic grinding. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And I, my brakes don't work. Yeah. Uh, so finally I get the car to roll the stop and I get out of it. And my brake caliber, which is, you know, the device that pushes the brake pads onto the rotor, that was completely off. I had sheared a bolt off of uh, the brake rotor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's how hard I was driving for Jeez reference. Louise, man. Uh, so I finally drive and get to a point where I pull over and I'm looking at my car going, well, this is actually an easy fix. All I need is a wrench and another bolt and I'm on my way again. That's all I need. However, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh so I call 911 because I was like, highway patrol, maybe. Like, can you offer some help? And they're like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Hire a tow agency or AAA. And I'm like, cool. So I'm going to be sitting here for like eight hours waiting for a tow. And by the way, it's like eight miles away from the nearest like small town. And so that's cool. And I'm just sitting here minding my own business, kind of pacing like, uh, what do I do? Like, I, I'm I'm completely screwed. This is hilarious. Uh, do I just kind of rip the brake caliber off and kind of plug it so I'm not re- leaking brake fluid? Do I uh, call somebody to meet me in the middle of nowhere? Uh, so finally, the guy pulls up and was like, hey, do you need help? And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, my brake caliber is completely off. And all I need is a bolt. And he's like, you want to go to town with me? And I'm like, sure. No. <laughs> Timothy Evan Farr. I don't know your middle name. Charles. Charles. All right. I was going to just keep making up middle names. Yeah. So I get in this truck with this guy and we go to town and he knows everybody and everyone knows him. One of those situations. And um, we get back to my car. Well, the bolt's too long, so we need to grind it down. So I go to his farm. Dude, you should... (laughs) You made every mistake. 100%. Every... Yeah. person in a serial killer documentary makes absolutely and i go to his like barn with all the murder devices by the way and he's like grinding down this bolt to put on my car and we get back to the car and he's like well it's not long enough i'm like all right I- i'm third time is probably the time i die so i stay with yeah. my car and he comes back and we get the bolt and i'm on my way uh find out the guy is close to retirement he's in his late 50s his name is terry i still remember it all right uh, he owns like 500 acres of cattle, uh, and sold meat to the local, uh, you know, grocery stores. And it was on a Sunday and it was actually on his way to church. So one of those situations where you got lucky that this guy didn't have like some sort of weird twisted thing of like, I got to kill someone today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're okay. That was on my birthday. Happy birthday, Tim. Not not and, like a couple years ago, but yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Good God, man. Yeah. So I, I tell this story to the youth camp, and I, I even said, like, never get in a car with a stranger. 
uh, but I did. <laughs> Gosh. And my whole point was I didn't go to church that Sunday, but I went to church because we ended up talking about like Christianity and church and all that stuff. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I've had a, s- a slightly similar experience. Um I might have already told this story on here, but I can't remember. There was a time when I lived in Dallas. I was driving into the city to check out. I love going to the Dallas Art Museum. It was so much fun to check out. And they had live jazz on Thursday nights. And I used to go to that a lot. It was just Mm -hmm. like a thing I wanted to do. If I'm like, ah, Friday's an easy day in class or I don't have class Friday, whatever it was, I'd go on a Thursday night and just go and check it out. Listen to the jazz, check out the art. It was a great time. I was on my way down and I got a flat and I pulled off onto a rough part of Dallas into a gas station. And I saw a car that looked a lot like mine, my old Corolla that I had. Mm-hmm. And I walk over and ask these two guys who have their backs turned to me. And I was like, hey, guys, uh, anyone have a jack I can borrow? And the guys turn around. One of them has a teardrop tattoo. Definitely looked rough around the edges. Another guy had a massive scar going down basically down the side of his head over his eye and i'm like okay well they know that i don't belong here Uh i'm on their turf Mm -hmm. and the guy with the teardrop tattoo he's like it he was hispanic uh and so i'm i don't want to do an accurate portrayal (laughs) but i want to tell you that just so you can kind of understand okay i am a a, i'm hitler's wet dream okay Mm -hmm. blonde haired blue eyed uh, pasty white boy, mm-hmm. and I am definitely in a like I said a rough part of Dallas, and this is this guy's turf, and I'm asking him for a jack, and he looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, but do you know where you are?" And I was like, "Yeah, I kind of do." He's like, "No, you don't. Listen, I'm gonna give you that jack, but you better get out of here quick." So we did that. I put on the spare and just drove home. I'm like, my day's done at that point. Right. So, uh, it was kind of funny because they were pretty nice overall, but they were just thinking like, you're, you could die here today. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be right here? And I'm like, no, sir, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. Right. <laughs> I want to go back to my dorm room. <laughs> and think about this. Yeah. I, I felt safe in my situation. Here I am with an American made muscle car and I'm a white person in the middle of podunk missouri yeah you were fine yeah you were fine optics for you you're okay Mm -hmm. and like i said those guys were super nice i'm not posing a threat to them no but they know that them helping me out could ruin their street cred well and also they have to let their guard down yep that's the bigger thing is letting their guard down because they're not checking out what's going on around them they're maybe checking out to make sure i'm using the jack properly or whatever right uh, you didn't yeah. have a jack in your car? No, I didn't at that point. Really? I can't remember why, but I know I I didn't have a jack, but I did have the the thing to get the bolts off. So oh. I had that at least. Tire iron. Tire iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm making these hand motions to Tim, and he's like, yeah, the tire iron. Yeah. yeah, you should have had a scissor jack that come with. Uh, I didn't have any type of jack. Okay. So not even a Jack of spades. I had nothing, folks. Hmm. Nothing at all. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was my uh, close to stabbing <laughs> experience. Besides a kid named Chris Griffith who stabbed me with thumbtacks once. So, yeah. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Sixth I, grade. I hit someone in the face with a chair. It's fine. I remember that. Yeah. 
That's yeah. been talked about a lot on the podcast. I still can't believe seeing that. And then <laughs> Alf, like, oh, let me see the face. Let me see your face. I'm like, Alf, you are basically recording a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was played in youth for like, I don't know, six years. I think we <laughs> played it as well over at first. So, um, yeah, so that's a lot of what's going on now. <laughs> like I mentioned, though, rec- we're recording this on September 11th. And the 20th anniversary of September 11th, which is crazy. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah. In my estimation, I mean, I was 16. Yep. And looking back at that time, um, do you remember where you were? Or what happened? I mean, I was in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. You yeah. were at school, I guess. Yep. Do you remember what class you were in? Uh, so I think I was in the hallway when I heard kids talking about it. Okay. Um, and our school went to the whole, well, President Bush said, you know, return to life is normal, so go to class. Instead of, like, actually letting us process what was happening. Like, yeah. so they didn't show any footage of it in school. Wow. There's a few teachers who said, no, screw this. We're watching it. Like, this is monumental. This is, like, history happening. This is a horrible thing. Good. Uh, so I caught some footage of it, but a lot of my classes, they didn't want to acknowledge it. Really? Yeah. That's awful, I think. Yeah. I was. I actually had a migraine. Oh no! I just felt miserable, and then my mom came and said, "Hey, um, looks like one of the uh, a plane hit the World Trade Center." I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go back to bed because I'm kind of miserable." Mm. And then the second one hit, and then she had found out about the Pentagon too. And then she's like, "This is history. You got to get out of here and see this." Right. So I watched everything, and I was like, "Ugh, this is just depressing." Yeah. And I'll never forget as well. It, there's there's two things I'll remember so vividly from that um one was when the the world trade center buildings came down Mm -hmm. i just was that was like how is that happening that's so crazy to see that Mm -hmm. wow um that and even like building seven i think it was it was the smaller building like that one crushed like crumbled too like wow that's insane to Mm -hmm. see that sort of damage and then going outside, because I'm like, I need a break from this. And then looking up and where my parents' house is, it's off of highway. It's almost, it, it runs parallel to Highway 70. Mm-hmm. And a lot of planes just fly over 70 as their route into Lambert Airport. And you could always look up and see a couple of planes. No planes in the sky. That, for me, was the weirdest thing. It was for a few days as well. Yep. That there was no planes in the air. So I just remember looking up being like, oh, that's eerie for for this house you'd occasionally hear like the jets because one's flying a little lower it's like, oh okay yeah planes flying low no planes at all i'll never forget that as long as i live i won't forget how selfish teenagers are uh and i'll get back to that point but i also remember because my mom worked at the same place i work at a federal government building and they closed for a few days so i remember my mom being home mm. um so back to the selfish teenagers, I remember, we shouldn't have school because the terrorists will attack our high school. <laughs> I'm like, w- w- why? Yeah. We're in the middle of the country. We're a prime blah, 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 blah. What? People oh. have a very uh, <laughs> interesting feel on how important they are right. uh, in the world. And I, I remember thinking, too, uh, people were saying, well, what if they hit the arch? I'm like, Why? <laughs> What is that? That's not going to take out a anyone. Like, and I will say maybe the 15 people that are in the elevator. Right. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, they, the terrorists attacked the World Trade Center because they thought that would affect our economy a lot. 
Not really. That's not quite how that works. No, I mean, it was the aftermath. Yeah. That affected everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, yeah, even thinking about, I told, I don't remember if I told this story. It's not, it's a funny story. We had a cap gun fight at a mall. Mm. Yeah. So you know that's before 9 11. Yeah. Because uh. we would have probably been shot. Yeah. It, it, like, even thinking about life even before Columbine. Yeah, yeah. You know, we used to play with guns as kids and stuff. Now I'm thinking, mm-hmm. all right, well, when my kids get older, I don't want to buy them toy guns and stuff like that. Maybe Nerf guns, maybe. But it's like, ah, that's something that we just had everywhere with these little pop guns that we would mm-hmm. pretend to shoot each other with for whatever reason. Right. Um, definitely don't do that as much anymore. No. Um, we we don't even like allow kids to like go outside. And, like, play like we used to. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I don't know, play in the mud and get on the bikes and do stupid things and blow things up and, like, all that chaos. That's probably in part, though, well, right now it's partly the pandemic as people just feel more comfortable in their four walls. Right. But then also screens run everything now. People aren't going outside as much because they're like, I could just stay inside in the AC and play a game if i want to so or the that's part of it. 700 streaming services yeah 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 all those things so i think very well could be i just feel like with 9-11 when that happened people you know say never forget and then i definitely feel that of never forget i was on my way over here and i was listening to npr and listening to family members talk about those that they had lost mm. um still impacted me yeah, still does for sure. Um, and maybe it's because we are now in a time where we just pulled out of Afghanistan mm. and it's like, well, why there was we didn't really accomplish much 20 years later. And, you know, our country is more secure for sure. Um, but there's been a lot of sins on this country due to that security. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, we had this history of not trusting foreigners naturally. Uh, that's that's something that a lot, I shouldn't say naturally, but it kind of is distrust naturally hits people. Mm-hmm. But then the FBI is right now being sued because they were profiling Muslims and going to their mosques. Like in, in California, this guy just basically was trying to see if he could get any uh, Muslim at this California mosque to admit to being part of Al Qaeda or extremists who are going to attack. And they were always like, no, we're not doing that at all. We're peaceful. Uh, a jihad for us is of the mind where it's like anything negative. You try to get rid of that. That is our jihad. Um, and now the government is facing this lawsuit because these he people... Is all turned this guy who was an FBI informant over to the FBI and the FBI did nothing. Perfect. Yeah. And this guy actually then's like, I'll take this to my grave. I mean, I did this and I have to live with the ramifications of my actions. But yeah, we were definitely profiling this, uh, this, this mosque. And it was, I think a larger mosque in, in uh, orange County where that happened. Well, even the whole Edward Snowden thing. Yeah. That's post nine 11 crap. Yep. Like, and the Patriot Act was supposed to, we, it yeah. was approved without knowing what was going to happen uh-huh. with that. So it did make us more secure, 
but at the cost of like all of our privacy. Exactly. And now with the internet being this driving mm-hmm. force in our everyday life, we don't have the privacy we once had. Nope. We're more secure, but it's definitely got a it's got that big brother feel for sure. I, I mean, there's for sure some NSA agent or FBI agent listening to this podcast. One hundred percent. Oh man, thank you to that one <laughs> listener in the NSA. Uh, we definitely appreciate your uh, your view, your your listens. Thank you. Uh, uh-huh. Can you just do us a favor and give us a thumbs up? <laughs> If you do that, that would be great. Imagine if there's just one. I hope there's just one thumbs up on our <laughs> next podcast release. It'd be like Corey in the NSA. Oh, thanks, Corey. Oh, if his name was actually Corey, that'd be great. You'd probably have an agent show up at your house. How do you know Corey? Oh, he's my friend. Yeah, we go way back. I'm sorry. I'm tired of having people knock on my door. I don't have a gun. I make jokes. Leave me alone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hate the Patriot Act, but I understand its purpose. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what gets me about going back to the vaccine just a tad. Like, they're going to put microchips. We're wearing one on our hip every single day. Yes. Like, they're tracking all of their... I get emails from Google saying, you visited this place. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cool. And... Like, you know how you use Google Maps and it shows you traffic? They get that data via cell phones. Yeah, and I will say this. In defense of those people, I shouldn't defend them, but I can't help it. Sorry, folks. I try to see everyone's side in things. And I don't agree with them, but I see their side of not trusting the government. Okay, that's fine. I don't trust the government entirely myself. Uh, Corey's definitely going to knock on your door now. Corey, please. (laughs) Not this week. Not this month. Okay, Corey? Knock on my door in October. All right, maybe by then I'll be more in tune with my emotions. But um, I get not trusting the government because of things like that happened in Orange County to uh, to that mosque and to those people. That's awful. I'll research Our, uh, the Manhattan Project. Yeah, with the Tuskegee exper- experiments, which that's such a blight on this country. Well, even what they were doing in St. Louis. Uh, with the uh, extra uranium? Uh, that, and they were doing, like, some experiments on African-Americans, like, yeah. Yeah. A whole bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, so I get not trusting the government. (laughs) I work for them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but this isn't just our government that is requesting for us to get this vaccine. It's the The entire world. The world. And it just seems like people don't want to be part of a solution. They think the solution is to do nothing. I don't get that. And that's a problem I have with the Republican Party is this whole, oh, we're not going to take, uh, we're not going to take responsibility. We're not going to be uh, proactive at this. We're just going right. to leave it to the citizens. What in the world are we voting you in office for if you're not going to lead? What are you even doing? And then if someone does, then Parsons ends up suing them. So um, I, I I understand where that distrust comes from. But to do nothing is the part I don't get. Or to trust an Alex Jones, who is a notorious liar, uh, someone that's not trying to help you out, and is just trying to sell products and conspiracy theories in order to get more clicks. I don't understand that. And views, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, that's maybe that's the result of nine eleven as well. 
I mean, all yeah, the conspiracy people, stuff that happened with 9-11, the truthers and the jet fuel doesn't melt steel beam thing. All those kind of crazy things. Yeah. That could be a product of it as well. I, I do think it was interesting how, like, the day after the Senate stood on the steps and all saying, God bless America. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then we didn't quite have the, how do I put it? We didn't have that era of insurrection <laughs> like we do right now. Mm-hmm. The pandemic didn't pull us together at all. All it did was isolate us and split us apart even more. It divide us quite a bit. Yeah. and Well, it became political, and that's a whole mess where 9-11 kind of was like, oh, we have now a foreign... Menace. It gave us an enemy. Yeah. It gave us an enemy that we gave us a villain, with. It, a bad guy. Yeah, it gave us Osama bin Laden, the boogeyman for us to to go after. Mm-hmm. Now, with this, people are saying the boogeyman is you know, Joe Biden, or the boogeyman is Donald Trump, or uh, the Chinese government, or whatever you want to make the supervillain of your choice, the Thanos of this whole time. Yep. And it's not. It's an invisible killer. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, things are messed up. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, and folks, I'm. I wanted to do the middle here with with Tim because I wanted her to be more positive, and I don't know. I start. <laughs> I will. We will go back to being more positive. I think the next one that we do with all the groomsmen will be a lot of fun. It's going to be chaotic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that'll be a good time. Um, but. I can't ignore just this whole thought I've had all week of politics is the new religion for people. 100%. And that just drives everything you do, including what you believe spiritually. 100%. I mean, we've talked about that on the other show of the Americanization of Christianity. Yeah, I, I remember talking about that as well. Yeah, I mean, that's been kind of the bread and butter for the podcast of just how it's no longer Christ. It is a representative of the political party. Yeah, you don't wrap baby Jesus in an American flag. No, <laughs> not at all. Jesus never came to America. He Don't you tell the Mormons that, <laughs> sir. Right. Don't you tell them. Ugh. He was a Middle Eastern Jewish man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't want to get on that rant. I, I don't. I kind of do, honestly. And here's why. Um, the For the since, I, I don't know for how long, probably my entire life, I've had this feeling of with religion and politics the it, there's a good book out there by this guy named Jim Wallace. It's kind of older now, but he was on the he was in the Bush administration and he ended up leaving. And he has this book called uh, God's Politics: Why the Right is Wrong and the Left Don't Get It. It's a good read. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with everything 100, percent but I don't agree with anyone 100. percent Not even my mom. I love you, mom, but I don't agree with her 100. percent So how could I agree with this random author? But he points out a great a, a lot of Issues when it comes to how the right uses Christianity in order to get votes. Yep. But they don't practice it. Nope. The left, it's the inverse. They don't care about, they do not, a lot of them do not care about anyone's religious point of view. They'll oftentimes 
belittle it or insult it in some way, and that's always very depressing to see, but they do. But they are trying to do a lot of social reforms to help out the poor and uh, um, uh, widows, and these are things that are actually preached more in the Bible Mm -hmm. than any sort of... There's more uh, passages in the Bible about helping the poor and the needy than there are... with all combined ideas people have about sexual orientation in the Bible. Yep. There's a very select few passages, but those are the ones that people are focusing on a whole lot more as opposed to, I am giving you this command to help out the least of these. And that is not being done because to them, God takes care of those who help themselves, which is not in the Bible, not that direct quote at all. Mm -hmm. So now that's just, It's frustrating me more thinking back where we had this time in 9-11, 20 years ago. We were attacked. The country came together and they said, okay, we got to get, we got to band together in order to overcome this. And really quickly, it felt like there was this unity. There was this groundswell. Mm -hmm. I think we all felt manipulated by things like going into Iraq, which didn't really fit because we thought there was weapons of mass destruction. There wasn't any. Uh, they thought they were harboring Al-Qaeda. They weren't. It ended up just being, okay, we don't like Saddam Hussein, kind of, and got him out of there. And we've now left Afghanistan to just leave it basically where it was before and maybe worse in some ways. Which I have to step in and say that's not entirely our fault. I agree. We gave... Like, there, I keep seeing this all over, like, social media. Like, oh, the U.S. military gave all these weapons to the Taliban. Not true. We gave it to the Afghanistan army, who then went, nah. Because they weren't getting paid. They weren't, they weren't getting paid, I, and they weren't getting fed. I mean, it's a whole complicated situation, right. because Afghanistan, to them, isn't really a country. It was made up by the British Empire. Right. And drew maps on the line and divided a whole bunch of people. And what is Afghanistan? You you want me to die for a country I don't even really believe in? That's silly. I would argue, though, the rebuttal to me is, what about your women and children who are now going to be put into slavery? Wouldn't you fight for that? No? Okay. Yeah, I think... I, I mean, it's a whole mess, and I'm generalizing, and I'm being kind of paraphrasing and not even saying the whole story. There's a whole sure. complicated mess over there. It wasn't a good move for us to give planes to a country that can't train pilots. Right. And yet we did. We and gave we them did. helicopters, planes, and they sat and were never used because if you don't actually educate the people, they can't use them. Yep. They can't. And it, that was another failure. So we have all this happening, yep. and we also have this pandemic. We came out of a very uh, divided run with Trump for four years. Mm-hmm. That really didn't help the country, I feel like. Nope. Um, he might have tried to stay popular by... I will say this with Trump. Unemployment was down a lot when mm-hmm. he was before the pandemic. Yep, It was down a lot. Um, that's a pretty good sign. I don't really care as much about the stock market going up because it's so fickle and it's not really a good indicator, but it was doing well. Mm -hmm. So those were positives. I want to give credit where it's due, but when it came to foreign affairs, when it came to getting rid of, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, pandemic, uh, relief, uh, organization that we had going in, that's the wrong 
term. Sorry, folks. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we got rid of that. That the, didn't really the help either. Task force. Yes, the task force that was basically supposed to help in case there are dire emergencies based off of diseases that can. Yep. Kill us all, like, like COVID. Corona, yeah, COVID coronavirus. So it's all of these things that has just led to this mass divide. And if I were to go on like my Facebook right now, which you know what I'm going to, and I just want to, <laughs> I'm going to highlight oh, some of geez. the yeah, some of the badness that I see on here. I mean, I, I scroll through mine, and it's just remember 9/11, and that's basically my Instagram right now. It's all the 9/11 stuff. I mean, the first post is that never forget with the American flag. Nice. Um, and so that's mine. A whole bunch of stories are that. I was smart enough to block a lot of people. <laughs> if I see any form of extremism, it's like, oh, okay, time to block you. Moving on. Because that's just you know not necessary for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm seeing a fair amount of things where it's uh, uh, memes of like superheroes looking up to firefighters and... Police officers, that's great. Let's remember 9-11. Um, you know, making fun of basketball players. I don't understand what that purpose is. Uh, football stuff. Sports, sports, sports. So, yeah, right now it's looking pretty good. But I feel like if I would have been on here about two or three days ago, it would be the dumpster fire that I despise, mm. personally. So. Yeah. I... The only time I really check Facebook is Messenger to see what the group chat is doing and some other friends and the group not. chat for like uh the uh groomsmen? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well I appreciate you sticking around for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean sometimes I have it muted just because when everyone gets talking you have seventy five notifications and that it can drives be a me, lot. Drives me crazy. Um but yeah. I check in every once in a while or say something stupid and funny. Yeah, uh, folks, just to give you a little uh, insight, I got a Facebook group with or a chat going with all of my groomsmen and people I asked originally to be groomsmen who then couldn't be groomsmen, <laughs> which is a lot. Um, yep. But we mostly end up talking about wrestling. That's about mm, it. Mostly. So about 90%. And then that about 9% of it is, oh, hey, here's a reminder. This is what we're doing for the rehearsal. <laughs> um, he, what do you guys want to eat? Steak or lasagna? Which uh, looks like we're having a filet mignon. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, very nice steak. Mm. But the thing is, we originally, when we were going to do the wedding last May, we were looking at having 160 people. Yeah. We're under 100 right now. So. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of the, it's a little disheartening when you're like, man, a lot less people here to celebrate with us as opposed to last time. We're excited for everyone that's coming. Right. But it's like, man, a lot of family now is all of a sudden not coming. It's mm. like, ugh, that sucks. Yeah, that's their loss. Yeah. Yeah. 9-11, folks. Sorry. <laughs> 9-11. That had nothing to do with 9-11, but. Eh, you know, tis the season. Oof, Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when we do the Christmas podcast, I'm going to be very excited for that. You got to get a little bit of holiday cheer, just a little bit. I wonder if we're potting on um, Halloween. I, uh, I thought Halloween was on a Sunday this year. Uh oh, that's a Tim Talks. That's, that's the fifth Saturday is October thirtieth. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to come up with something for that. Uh, you'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I believe in you. Yeah, we can do a Thanksgiving. 
One, two. Definitely. That'll be fun. I'll definitely invite you over for Friendsgiving, whenever that happens. Please let me know, and we'll we'll try to bring something. Yeah, the way we do it is Nick and I will supply the meat, the main course, okay. and then everyone else brings, like, a potluck, brings a side dish. Sweet. Yeah, and we'll see how we feel if we're comfortable going out in public at that point. I mean, last year we only had, like, ten people. Yeah, I'll bet. And we may even reduce it to, like, vaccinated people. That's smart. Yeah, which I think most of our friends are now. So we're looking at having Kate's sister, brother-in-law, and and two nieces come over, and it might just be that. Like it might be a very small thing because what we want to do is one year with her family, one year with my family, just Mm -hmm. to like even it out. Um, but I don't know. It's so up in the air because you know we have a family member that's not feeling that's has cancer, so we're trying to protect that person. Um. It's just one thing after another. It's like really is. Yeah. I'm like, I said, if they don't want to come over, that's fine. Maybe we could just celebrate with my family at our house this year. So I'll I'll come over. Okay. Yeah. We'll invite you over. Uh, Christmas decorations will be out. Just a fair warning. (laughs) That's fine. Because my family does it the day before. Oh yeah. And so on Thanksgiving, it's just me. That's interesting. I chill. Like, has it always been that way with your family? Yeah. Why? Why Wednesday? Uh, so it's my family's my parents' brilliant idea when my sister got really started when my sister got married. Even a little bit before, they're like, "Hey, we'll just do it the day before, so then you can go and visit the in-laws." Okay, that's their whole reasoning for it. So how long has that been? Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, Probably like 20 years or so. Do you like it that way too? I do. Okay. Um, you know, I'll take off the day before. And even when we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. So. That's that's more normal though, I feel like. It's, it's almost like 60-40, 60 celebrate on Christmas, 40% Christmas Eve. Right. So then the next day I have free. Okay. And you know, usually I'm in my car bombing down some road because zero traffic, zero people out because everyone's celebrating Thanksgiving. And I'm like, ha not me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Last year I smoked a, I want to say it was like a 24 pound turkey. Yeah. And that turned, it turned out great. Mm-hmm. But then for Christmas I did like a 18 pound turkey mm. and it was even better. Yeah. So I'm excited because it might be like a 10 pound turkey. <laughs> Uh, for, uh, just a very small Thanksgiving this year. And I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, still, I don't think I'm going to cook it overnight. Cause I think the last one was like 18 hours or something. Jeez. It was a long cook. That so, is a long cook. Yeah. So it was an overnight thing. I literally would wake up at about two in the morning and I woke up another time at six in the morning just to make sure everything was going fine. I don't want to do that again, but I probably will. Yeah. So we'll see. Mine maybe only take eight hours or so really yeah well i mean a 24 pound turkey takes a while to cook so it does and had a couple injectables for it as well fancy dude those set it off so pre-covid we had a friendsgiving here that was like 55 people here nice we had like four turkeys okay yeah we smoked i think two of them one was oven and one was roasted like in a roaster Mm-hmm. And one was a completely experimental. We put like a whole bunch of booze on it, like <laughs> doused it in honey jack. Dude, I think we're just both getting excited now for the holidays. Just talking about this. I mean, I mean, I'm excited about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, sure. yeah, because you don't like Christmas as much. Yeah, whatever. 
That's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad because I, I love the movies. I love the music, uh, the decorations. Everything gets uh, me excited. I mean, I've talked about this before. My parents have ruined Christmas yeah. for me, which is a shame. And I get yeah. why you've you've I explained it before. And you showed me pictures. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't like that either. It looks cluttered. Growing up. That that's how I grew up. Really? Yeah. Every Christmas. It helps with us that we spread it out. Like in our family room, there's, you know, a Christmas tree and a town scene. I think we might move the town scene somewhere else just so that way it kind of gets spread out a little more. So that's only the picture that I have. It's only one corner. And so the entire house is like that. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't like that either. Yeah. That's it's too much there. But and then everything makes noises. That would be annoying. Yes. For sure. And like, then you have cats. As a cat lover, I don't feel like cats are the problem. Uh, no, it's the cat setting off the things that make noise. Okay. Well, then it's the noisemakers that shouldn't be that left yes. that low for them. It's not yes. the cat's fault. No. No, they're Mm-mm. they're good. Yeah. So, I would say though like I think my dad could have messed up those holidays for us because we weren't allowed to trick or treat as kids. So, oh, it's the devil's holiday? Yeah, so never dressed up and didn't really get to go out at all. That wasn't allowed. Oh, speaking of dressing up, yeah. Uh, not to cut you off, but I have to show you my joke on my Instagram because I finally posted it. Yeah, I don't have an Instagram, folks. And pretty I soon I don't think I'm going to have a Facebook. So should I read this out loud? You can if you want. Uh, they can take emo out of music, but not out of my bleeding heart. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of pictures of me, all well, three pictures of me dressed as an emo kid. Yeah, I think in the last one, though, you kind of, well, it's, I see the Attic Fest 2004 shirt. Uh-huh. But in the last one, you almost kind of look like a, uh, I don't know, a, a hipster welder or something like that. Yeah, I do look kind of jacked in that first picture. I'm kind of excited about that. You're thinning out more and more. It was kind of cool that Kate, she noticed it without even me saying anything. So. Yeah, yeah. She is an avid listener, though. So, hi, babe. Hope you're doing well. Hi, Love Kate. You. Hey, uh, she said that she would come and do the podcast after the uh, Val Renewal. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a fun one. And that could be. So yeah, we'll absolutely. I'm excited about that. But I, oh, I was going to say though, when it came oh, to my dad, the Devil's Holiday. Yeah, so we weren't allowed to do that. But then at Christmas, uh, he originally had told my mom at one point, "I don't want a Christmas tree in the house." And my mom's like, "I do not care. <laughs> We're having a Christmas tree. You're not taking that away at all." So he's like, fine, but it has to be an angel at the top, not a star at the top of the tree. She's like, fine, I don't care, whatever. So they did that, and because my mom, there's some things that are non-negotiable with her, uh-huh. and Christmas is one of them. So I think it, for me, it just kept that wonder a little bit nice. in my life that I had taken away in other aspects. Mm-hmm. So, um, folks, my dad, is he's a different guy. I'm not trying to vilify him or anything like that. He grew up a certain way. He has views. He's a little different in that regard. Mm-hmm. I love him. I don't agree with him. I think it's okay to trick or treat and get some candy and have some fun with friends. So that's okay. Uh, in fact, um, my neighborhood is has a lot of kids. Nice. So last year, trick or treating was a lot of fun. For, nice for Kate and I. So we're looking forward to this year seeing all the kids kind of come through again. We ran out of candy because there was so many kids that came by. Nice. So, yeah, not nice, actually. Because <laughs> then well, yeah. we had to, t- I think it was like four or five kids were like, we're out. Sorry. Aww. So I like scaring the kids. Really? Yeah. One year I dressed up. Uh, I have a mask that, you know, doesn't show my face. It's just like a blank mask. 
and I just got this big old flannel shirt and jeans and boots and stuffed like a whole bunch of newspaper all over the place. So it looked kind of like just a, oh, that's a fake body. Yeah. And I sat in this chair and just kind of watched people walk up to me and walk over. The funniest part was this kid, it was these two girls and this guy and this macho guy. And he's like, it's fake. It's obviously fake. Pokes me in my thigh where I don't have any newspaper. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely fake. Hmm. Yeah. Walks away. And then as they're walking away, I just stand up and go, bye. And they all (laughs) just lose their shit. It was hilarious. I would be nervous to do that. Because so many people are just walking around with guns. <laughs> Someone's going to get scared and quick draw and, and fire one, I feel like. Well, this neighborhood is also famous for the one guy who uh, has a chainsaw and chases kids. Hmm. Yeah, without the chain, obviously, and just the noise and all that stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. Still. I still think some someone's going to move into the neighborhood or whatever and be like, Nope, I'm Rambo. Here's a Colt and fire it off or something like that. I highly doubt it. I mean, it's kind of expected for Halloween. I get it. Like a jump scare like that. So I I think the mental health, my own mental health has deteriorated in some way. (laughs) But overall, since the pandemic, I think everyone's mental health has gotten so much worse. Possibly. I mean, this was also years ago that I did this. Fair enough. But uh, have you seen, uh, you don't watch sports, so I don't expect you to see this. I watch hockey every once in a while. Yeah. But like at football games, people are getting in fights at preseason football games. Awesome. It's a preseason football game and the fans are fighting. Baseball games. Baseball is a leisurely sport. Mm-hmm. There's no time limit. It just ends when it ends, folks. Mm-hmm. It can go longer than nine innings. Yep. And people are fighting in the stands. I'm surprised there hasn't been something with like a wrestling event yet. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there has been. I mean, I've seen it. In the past, at a, I think at a Monday Night Raw I went to years ago, some guys got into it and were fighting. It's like, of all the things, you're right. you're fighting over pro wrestling. That's ridiculous. <laughs> over a fake thing. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. It's not fake. Do not call it fake. Uh, predetermined I am much performance better. art. Yes, that's much better, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> because if you look at some of those injuries, my, like Hulk Hogan can't even walk. Yeah. Just from doing that stupid leg drop right. over and over. He has to shuffle, and he's, like, shrunk three inches. Yeah. So I feel like he's almost my height now. Or, like, Matt Hardy. Like, oh, yeah. Watching him try to run uh, the ropes, you're like, oh, you don't have to do that anymore, sir. Thank you. Just... Uh, even, like, Sting, my boy Sting, like, you're 62 years old. Like, when he did that run-in and saved Punk, he, he was gassed. Yeah, because he's 62. <laughs> it's like, you don't stop. No, just, just, you no, can't take no. that. There's nothing that replaces I, I the get live it. audience for them, man. Performing, how do you ever replace that? So, funny that you say that. Like, man, I really miss being on stage and teaching and talking and stuff like that. I mean, that's why we kind of started the podcast, because I didn't have that outlet anymore. Yeah. But that feedback of... Oh, I threw in a joke and made everyone laugh. Like, oh, it's intoxicating. It is. I can see that. I I really do miss that element. I'm like, maybe I should go back to church in a selfish way so I can get on stage again. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I get where you're coming from, like missing that. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think I... (sighs) I mean, I've done it for almost 20 years. Uh, Even when I was 16, I was in a 
crappy <laughs> punk band. It's all right, yeah. Just being on stage, like I, I miss, I miss it. I am not tempted to go back to church because <laughs> yesterday I went and got my teeth cleaned, and the, hygien- the hygienist, she's great. Mm-hmm. I was super nervous going in, but she did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. But she talked about the church that she went to. Oh dear. And, oh yeah. And she said, you know, I I feel like I should probably leave because, you know, the the pastor was saying we don't need masks in here. Oh, There's dear. no need for masks. And then some people got COVID. It's like, she's like, I'm a hygienist. I kind of need a mask so I don't right. spread this. But yeah, in my head, I was like, once she said that, I go, oh. Well, I'm not surprised. Have you seen the internet? I have yeah. Uh I thought about doing this for the other show after the wedding, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh doing a deep cover, like wearing a mask, even bringing my covid card and start going to churches. Yeah, and seeing what kind of reaction, not provoking anyone, just being polite and wearing a mask and having my COVID card on me. I think what they'll do is they'll say, oh, you don't have to wear that here. You don't have to wear that if you if you don't want to. See, we're not. I think it'll be a lot of that. I don't think anyone. I don't think you'll get anyone being aggressive with it. Like, um, so we went to first uh-huh. for Netzer's uh, memorial service. Mm-hmm. And um, we were wearing masks. And someone came up to us and said hey you should come back to first uh we mm. you know we don't wear masks here it's almost like it you know covid doesn't exist and in my head i go that doesn't matter it does exist right so that just made me go no i don't want to come here and, and my wife was like i'm good <laughs> i don't think i need that right so uh, i just even gauging reaction like yeah. am i going to get hostility from said church am i not going to because it, again the internet would tell me that I am going to get mugged by wearing a mask. Right. And I just want to see how real is that, especially in the city we live in, where everyone is very anti-mask and vaccinated. Um, so I, I just want to do that deep dive investigation, like <laughs> undercover. Yeah. You could. Um, it's slightly dangerous, yes. I don't know if it's slightly dangerous. I almost feel like I don't I don't even know how to describe my feeling that I have with it now. <laughs> I think you'll just get polite pushback. Uh, that's the hope. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh I just don't know. Mm. And I, I that kind of excites me a little bit. What do you what do you think would happen at like a large church that like, you know, you've been to before? That's what I mean. That's where you want to go and check it out? Maybe. Yeah. Just to see just to see if there's any pushback at all. Um, to kind of basically say my experience is lining up what I think and proving myself right. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, see, these Christians are idiots. Um, apparently that's a drinking game now, so drink up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my wife <laughs> feels like there should be... Um, there should be some drinking games with it. She's so smart, and she catches these things. Oh, I love it. That makes me so happy. But she said, uh, I feel like there should be a drinking game with uh, the podcast. And anytime Tim calls Christianity stupid, people should take a drink. <laughs> so, uh, folks, if you're listening along and want to play that game, you're welcome to. See, I could do How I Met Your Mother and Robin Sh- Shpotsky, Oh The yeah. butt-um. 
Yeah, I, I watched that, and it's funny. I barely remember any of it mm. anymore. It's just like it was a nice show, and I remember enjoy- I watched the entire series when I was living in Chicago on Netflix when it was on there. So that was it. But it does not age well, but yeah, yeah. I great. believe it. Maybe that's why I kind of blocked it out some. So you know, what does age pretty well as Friends. I was surprised. Oh, I can't get into it. I'm I sorry. Get, I it took me a little no. bit, but no. Kate watched all of them, and after a while, I'm like. Oh man, the Phoebe character is phenomenal. Or Joey can be really funny in there. So like the there's one where Ross is playing the bagpipes for everyone because mm-hmm. he wants to play it for uh, uh, Chandler and Monica's wedding, and he's like trying to impress them almost like a child would. Like here's my musical talents, showing it to the family, and Phoebe's encouraging it and then trying to make the noises of the bagpipes <laughs> along with them. It's hysterical to nice. watch her just go in the background and you just see Jennifer Aniston covering her face like oh my god how am I supposed to get through this take I, I just I can't get into it yeah. I'm sorry yeah. same with Seinfeld yep can't do it Seinfeld has moments for me as well I think it's that is a product of its time and the humor was very different and that's why I think it is a net positive for sure because at that time, no one was really doing that kind of weird sense of humor that Larry David and Seinfeld have. Yep. Observant, commenting on things from the outside, keeping it at a kind of a distance. And then when it gets too close, showing how uncomfortable you are with it. That's how I uh, describe Seinfeld emotionally. <laughs> emotional. Yeah, it's got that emotional side. Yeah. Uh, so 9-11, any other? You know, I think for me, just looking back. On the past 20 years. Dude. Yeah. We get to do that now. Uh-huh. I hope we're in a better place 20 years from now than what the past 20 years have looked. I'm hoping. I really hope that happens. Oh, I shudder because we'll be 56. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's true. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I feel like I need to just try to fully accepted uh, at this point and w- i mean we'll still be doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> in 20 i hope so because that means we're alive i i hope that happens you know i've been worrying i'm gonna die young way too much so yeah stop doing that i do Corey. if you're listening <laughs> please don't kill me okay <laughs> i think we should always have a shout out to Corey at the end from now on yeah, yeah man okay i think that would be so stupid <laughs> it's stupid to give this random Made up person. <laughs> I feel like he's Corey of the NSA is like a younger guy. He brand de- new. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's brand new. They're like, all right, just listen to some of these podcasts and make sure everything's okay. While at the same time looking at all this random data. Oh, okay. And then he's like, <laughs> man, these guys are stupid. Gum it. All right. Well, it's time I listen to this one on this Monday. Yep. Uh, but he's younger. He's uh doesn't have a lot of facial hair. Okay. Nice haircut. Okay. Dresses the normal FBI sort of suit and tie gimmick. What color? What color suit? Black. Black and white. Black and white? Okay. Oh, yeah. He's he's young. He's got to be by the books. That reminds me of a Halloween story <laughs> that popped in my head. What is, it? what is that one? We, uh, me and my buddy, my best friend at the time, we dressed in suits and went door-to-door as Mormons. <laughs> I, I remember people doing that in college. Yeah, we did that in high school. Uh People would offer us candy. No, no, no. We're here to tell you about the saving <laughs> grace of Jesus Christ. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty clever. I do. Yeah, it was actually at, at Southwestern. People dressed as Mormon missionaries 
One guy dressed as Jesus as well, which uh, he had the beard for it. And it nice. worked out perfectly. Yeah. So um, nice. Well, I feel like we're kind of running towards the end of it here. Mm-hmm. Um, any last words? Anything you want to say? I got nothing. No. Well, folks, um, looking forward to the next the next podcast. It's going to be with myself, Tim, <laughs> and the groomsmen for the vow renewal. We'll be doing it at my place while we watch some UFC fights. I don't know if this is going to turn into a roast of Caleb or what it's going to be. Dude, it's going to be chaos and shenanigans. Yeah, because, it, I mean, that many- nine people with however many microphones that you're able to bring i'm only able to bring these four okay so we'll have four microphones for nine people (laughs) um it is going to be a little different but uh hope you enjoy it and folks take care of each other take care of yourself most importantly love you guys bye Corey. love you bye Corey. love you tim